Welcome to Writing the Wrong Way, where we talk about how writing works, how writers work, and how the best writers risk being strange. Uh, but I've got uh, not just a writer with me today, uh, but also an artist. Uh, so I have two people here, two honored guests, two of my compatriots in Dead Work, uh, the Kickstarter anthology that of comics that you can go check out on Kickstarter right now uh, and support. Uh, just go to deadwork.ca. Again, it's deadwork.ca, and you'll see a great anthology that I'm really proud to be in. I've got three stories in it uh, that I wrote and that other people uh, illustrated and worked on. Uh, Chris, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, Chris is one of my co-conspirators in one of those comics, which has never before seen the light of day, a comic called Hadel. And so, uh, hello, Chris. Why don't you tell us, listeners, a little bit about yourself? Hello, my name is Chris. Um, I'm a comic artist, um, and I draw mostly monsters. Uh, graduated from the University of Manitoba with uh, from the School of Fine Arts. I met Jonathan through Linden, and we worked on a small comic together named Hadel, which sort of, it's a bio-mech, end-of-the-world, uh, post-apocalyptic, kind of dark humor kind of thing, um, which I think is kind of wonderful. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit more about that comic in a minute. But the other uh, guest I have here is uh, another uh, writer, comics writer, Jordan Patrick Finn, who uh, I'm I haven't worked on, worked with uh, yet, but uh, who kind of came to my attention with his book uh, Death Kanji, and also I got really hooked on uh, his earlier book Hellcraft. Um, so Jordan, why don't you say a little bit about those books and about yourself and how you kind of come to this project? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, I am Jordan Patrick Finn. Um, I am a, as Jonathan mentioned, a writer of comics, mainly horror comics, mainly Lovecraftian horror comics. Um, Hellcraft is my first book, which is a, I, I only release it as the collected edition of four issues. So it totals up to 100 pages of this black and white, um, noir, pulpy, detective fiction book that's based like directly on Lovecraft short stories, but you know, with a twist on each of them. Uh, and after that, I put out Death Kanji, which is a samurai horror graphic novel. Again, kind of Lovecraftian, more so in theme than in direct motif, uh, as it's, you know, a samurai book and not a 1920s, you know, pulp detective thing. Um, and I, for Death Kanji, I hired Lyndon Radchenka as my letterer, who Chris just mentioned as well is you know the person who put Jonathan in contact with him. That is, I believe, the same case here uh, that Lyndon, you know, pointed you towards Death Kanji as the book he was working on. Uh, you had me on your podcast, I guess, a year or more ago to talk about that book, and it was great. And we've become friends since. Uh, yeah, and then we, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it was during your own Kickstarter for Death Kanji. Uh, That's that, right. As you say, Lyndon, I, I'm not sure precisely of the timeline, on, but I guess you had hired him contingent on the book being funded. Uh, so he was like telling me and uh, his other friends, like, hey, you guys got to fund this book. It's, uh, gonna, I want to work on it. Because he needs great. to get paid, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was right up my alley because... Uh, the Lovecraft connection, you know, I'm very influenced. Uh, I'm a big horror fan and a big uh, Lovecraft influence at, uh, figure myself. And mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't believe I hadn't heard of Hellcraft, which was r right up my alley. 
And so I actually well, it was a very very tiny tiny comic that uh, not a lot of people got their eyes on, unfortunately. Yeah, but I backed Death Kanji myself, and we had a I added on Hellcraft <laughs> uh, when I backed it, and um, yeah, I was just you know really pleased with how that went. So I kind of got yeah. I find Linen is just the kind of my direct connect to who else is doing stuff in comics these days. Yeah, he's really building, a, you know, a small community around himself, or maybe not a small community anymore. He's just collecting more uh, coworkers and co-collaborators and, and conspirators. And he's, uh, I guess, one of the main driving forces behind the Deadwork anthology and the Deadwork collective in general. He was one of the, uh, the fundamental pieces of glue that put this whole thing together. Yeah, I'm not sure how intentionally he's doing it or anything, but he certainly just has happened to end up being, I think, the kind of connected tissue for a lot of us. Chris, with you, for example, like I got to kind of know your stuff because I had bought, I had met Lyndon and I had bought um, uh, his What Will Not Last anthology, and you and him had that um, uh, short comic inside of it um, that is actually being reproduced here in the uh, Dead Work anthology. And so, I remember distinctly um, you just seeing you draw the monsters in that book and think, oh, you know, it'd be cool to work with this dude one day. And then actually Lyndon uh, hooked you and me up. But Lyndon suggested we actually do something together uh, with you, me, and him uh, for the uh, some platform comics uh, project or something. I forget what it was exactly, but it was like one of those things where you have to do a comic in a very short span of time. So that's sort of where our collaboration came out of. Yeah, that, yeah, that's correct. I think it was like Platform's 10K comic contest or something like that. And uh, Lyndon sort of like connected the two. Like it was like, well, you want to work on something and I want to work on something. And uh, it just sort of, I guess, line, it, was, it was a really good opportunity to see like how that could fit together. And I thought it went well. Um, and it was a good yeah. like experiment for us as well. Yeah, I was supposed to turn out, but that kind of brings us into like what this anthology is a little bit because uh, that was an example where you know here we are uh, did this you know fun project together. We got a short comic at the end of it. You know, I thought it turned out quite well. I was pleased with it. But what do you do with it? You know, uh, comics are a uh, you know short comics are kind of a a tough one because you know outside of finding an anthology that is going to publish them, it's kind of hard to know what to do with them and so many anthologies are themed like have a really specific theme whereas you know we were doing like a sci-fi under the sea in the hadal zone far future biomech you know like joke <laughs> so yeah so it's very kind of it's kind of in between a lot of genres what we turned out uh, and it's i like it i think it turned out well but from a marketing standpoint it's hard to do something with that kind of thing people think when you cross genres like that, it makes your work more marketable, but it actually makes it less marketable uh, to a publisher, at least. So when this did work idea kind of started to come about, to me, it seemed like a great place to put something like this, you know, a work that I was proud of, but, you know, maybe it's hard to kind of explain to some, you know, person who wants, you know, I want anthologies about bugs. It's like, you know, well, uh, there's not real bugs here, but maybe they look like bugs. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to... You know, it's hard to fit it into a pre-slotted thing, but we were kind of had this anthology that we could put whatever we wanted into it as long as it was good and we were proud of it. You know? Yeah. And so it kind of works for what we're doing. 
Jordan, I understand you kind of were in a similar boat in the sense you had some stuff you didn't know what to do with. Precisely, is that right? Yeah, I had worked on um, some really short comics before Death Kanji. Sort of after Hellcraft, I wanted to, you know, experiment on on different lengths of comic to to improve my pacing and my ability to write. So I worked on five different one-page comics, which, like uh, Hadel, end with like a a joke or a a pun or whatever it may be, some some humorous bit at the end. Um, and then I didn't have anything to do with them. Like, it was just an experiment that I, you know, had to pay a bunch of money to an artist and a letterer to get made. And then they just sat here on my computer for years and years. I guess two or three years, maybe, until, you know, Dead Work started forming. And Lyndon was asking, hey, does anybody have any more shorts that, like, aren't published anywhere that don't ha- have a home? And obviously I did. I had those oh. five. And then um, as soon as that happened, it was funny. Dead work uh, evolved as this idea that like it would all be our our actual dead work, our, our work that was in the past that we didn't have a proper home for, and we wouldn't produce anything new. And then immediately, you know, Chris, you and I, like a week later, we're making a new comic to put into this book. Yeah, and I was like, hey, let's let's draw some weird bug night things. Oh yeah, it was a great idea, and that's another comic that I'm also super proud of. It's just weird that you know it was supposed to be our old stuff, and then immediately we just immediately we just went to to work on on new projects that we were really excited to put together and and get out into this book together. Yeah, what was your impetus to Jordan to make uh, those short comics? You know, going into it thinking you know all oh, these short comics, but probably being aware that there's not really a place for these things, generally speaking. Did you have some other project in your head or were you just kind of, what was kind of drawing you to do that? No, I just, I, I had no, um, no plan for marketing them or publishing them or doing anything with them. It was just, I really wanted to write these, these one page short comics. I, I just, I had a drive to do it and I knew that I wouldn't sell them, but you know, I, I wanted to work on my writing. Like I said, I wanted to improve my pacing. Um, I wanted to prove that I could do something on one single page. Um, and I don't know, I just wanted to to make fun comics with a really cool artist. Robert Ahmad did those. Um, and luckily, he introduced me to uh, D- to DC Hopkins. Sorry, he, he prefers his initials rather than his name, so I mess that up sometimes. Uh, but yeah, he introduced me to the letterer DC Hopkins, and him and I like formed an amazing friendship. So, you know, great things come out of these these stray thoughts and projects that don't exactly have a home or or a real direction or purpose but but there was a lot of passion behind them mind is when you're doing a short piece like that maybe a short comic or a short you know even a short story or something uh i find it's often that kind of situation where you know there's not necessarily a market for that stuff but in a way it's i think really practically important even though it may seem impractical, I think it's kind of practically important because in many respects, it's a way that you can test like the idea before say, you know, like you can test the idea in a short, you know, five page story before you, you know, maybe spend a hundred page, you try to write 500 pages. Right. Or you can test like working with somebody on a very small project, you know, not just the idea, but the working relationship. And I feel like that was something that Chris and I did too, because, Chris and I became really great friends before we ever made a comic together. And I really wanted to 
test the waters when he said he wanted to make a comic together i wanted to be like oh can we can we do this will we get along like we're such good friends i don't want to work with you on like a professional level if it's gonna be weird or whatever so we just we made a short four pager and yeah it, it worked out really really well chris was totally right about us working together and and working well together so now i think we're probably going to do something uh, a little longer for him yeah it's interesting eh? because it, 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 it is a it's a very different thing like admiring somebody's art style versus working with them as an artist you know and like that process can or cannot work uh, really depending on how the two of you mesh you know like uh and i think i find so often those smaller projects are like they're it's a way to do something with low stakes because there isn't necessarily a big marketing possibility for it so it doesn't really have the um um like the burden of you know somebody expecting it to do really well you know it's not going to do well <laughs> right you kind of are going into it as like is this something we're doing to do it uh, now, in this case, we've actually managed to engineer a whole structure and get a comics anthology together that has all this cool stuff in it. But usually that's not the case, right? Usually that stuff just goes in, again, it becomes dead work. It just kind of goes into your computer files and you never see it again. But it's maybe worth doing uh, still uh, because you get a sense of how it is to work with that person or and what maybe a longer project with them might be or uh, or yeah. whatever, you know, or even just yeah. a portfolio piece if you know, you're not even necessarily absolutely yeah. doing something else with it. You it's were nice saying just have more to... comics, even if they're only short ones. It's just nice to nice to write, nice to get your work made, you know? Well, and it's also, I think, just on a practical level, although they're hard to sell, it's um, it really helps you get work. Like, I'm not trying to get a lot of work right these days, but you mm-hmm. know, if I was trying to, <laughs> I would show people dead work, you know? Like, I would show them this anthology that has all this, it shows you can tell a story in a small frame you can tell it came in the land you know um you've got that ability to to complete something which is really important yeah and i've proven it for sort of all ranges i've done uh hellcraft was 320 page comics and then a 40 and then death kanji was an 82 and then i had the five one pages now i've done a four page with chris uh in this i also did an eight page with stephen call so now, you know, I can show somebody if, if they're hiring and be like, look, I can do a short, I can do a one, I can do a four, I can do an 80, you know, <laughs> or anywhere in between. That's something that appealed to me about this whole project is just, in addition to working with people, uh, like different people and just sort of showing off like how you I could work with different people. Um, I also just like, to me, it was important that like this stuff was mostly done, like, <laughs> because especially if you're going to kickstart it like even though people made new things like they're done now uh, right before yeah yeah we got they were done. finished finished art files in you know four months before we launched the kickstarter or something right exactly and so yeah. i think that something that's really important with that uh is you know it, it, whether you're trying to get a job in working for marvel or whether you're trying to get somebody to kickstart your comic you know it's it really helps to show them that you're not a fly-by-night just person yeah. with an idea, you know? Yeah, you can prove you can get it done. Chris, uh, who else did you work with in the anthology? You worked, you and me did well, Hadel together. You worked with Jordan and uh, what else? And then there was there? just with Lyndon on uh, The Watcher. There was just those That's three. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I, was, so again, I was, sorry, go ahead. I was saying again, you've got, you know, your, your art matched with the multiple writers. So really kind of showing your range too across that. Yeah. Um, 
I, I guess a little bit. Um, but but it's mostly just like short stuff. I haven't really completed anything like large at this point in my uh, comics career. I always like how you uh, you said at the start of this episode how you draw monsters. <laughs> I was yeah, I mean that's. Fun. I mean, I think that's going to be um, sort of endemic of like everything I do. There's always going to be that one big full page spread of a monster, which is basically just concept art. Uh, oh, we don't we don't have a full page spread in uh, Night of the Hive. I guess that's true. Yeah, there there is only four pages, so yeah, it's hard to get that in there at that point. We really should have done five, and I should have just put yeah. the middle page as like a big monster. I I didn't know that was a demand of yours, or I would have wrote one in there. It's not a demand, but I think it it should be yeah. something I should try and uh, leverage because well, it was just so like, funny when we were trying to work together, and you're like your one rule was like. I, I don't really want to draw any people. Yeah. I was just going to say like, that. Uh, That's what Lennon uh, said okay. to me too. He's like, <laughs> oh, if you're going to do with Chris. Yeah. yeah. I remember him saying that. Then it's like, oh, if you're going to do something with Chris, make sure you don't have any people he has to draw. He's he's like, it's not that he can't draw people. He just doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Just write a story that doesn't have any people in it. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, well, okay. maybe the people can be the far future. They've modified their you know, uh, bodies so much that they look like monsters. Yeah. No, it just makes, <laughs> it makes you and I and, and whatever writer is working with Chris, we have to be creative, you know? Yeah. I think so much of, um, creativity is responding to constraints, you know, like putting yeah. a constraint on yourself. I think in comics, what I'm starting to learn, I think is that the artist's style sort of becomes a constraint. Cause what I'll do with the collaborations I've done with, uh, you know, Chris, uh, we did, I did this and with Gregory Kamichik, who I've worked with the most, um, I've done this, and even with Stephen, because uh, one of the comics I've got in there is with Stephen Call as well. Like uh, you've got a comic with Stephen Call. Yes. Um, one of the things that I always kind of go in with it uh, when I'm writing, and I know I'm going to work with this person, is I kind of like just take a bit of time to sort of think about what they do and like review all the stuff I've seen of theirs. And oh, I'll yeah. just literally make a list in my head of like what did they like drawing. Mm-hmm. And Can what I are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? I guess I don't make a list of weaknesses. That would feel a bit uh, sassy I to do with my friends. Do. But I do make a list of their strengths. Like, what kind of panels are the best at? What kind of, you know, are they better with action, still poses, uh, better at drawing hands, better at drawing horses or whatever, you know? I do that a little bit with Kimichik where, um, like, I, I always have in my head, like, okay, what does he like to draw? Which is so much, so often it's like the same kind of things I like to write about, but also yeah. I have in my head, like, what does he not like to draw? What does he not do often? Where can I maybe push him, you know, and kind of get him to do something he hasn't done before. Yeah. And find just asking I asked that mm-hmm. to Chris and I asked that to Steven when we were working on this too. I was like, what do you want to draw? Like above all else, like I'll write whatever I write, but like, tell me what you, what you want out of a comic. Yeah, it's always, I think, an interesting conversation. Actually, do you like that, Chris? When people say things like that to you, or is there a like, do you have like a way that you want to work with an art writer that you kind of wish more writers would do? Um, I mean, not specifically. I just like, I guess, part of my mentality on it is it's. I just, and this is this is super egotistical to say, but it's like I just want people to let me design the monsters I want to design. Um, Fair. And that's this totally just a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, and it, like, cause and all this work we did was sort of, you know, we, we didn't, it wasn't uh, paid work. Right. So 
for me, it was like, well, if I'm not, if I'm not getting paid to do it, I want to do it my way. Um, a hundred percent valid. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's like, if someone, if, if someone paid me, I'd be like, yeah, you give me all the constraints and I'll draw whatever you want. Um, but just like the way we work, like Jonathan, you asked me, can you provide me like a list of all the stuff I, I like to draw? And I just, I like, well, I thought like very basic stuff, like biomech, but like plants and uh, bugs and monsters and like, not a lot of like, like hard mechanical surfaces or like humanoid shapes, uh, but it was very like basic. And that helped me like really think about like, okay, like this is the stuff on just like a fundamental level, like almost just like texture, not like content or context that I want to draw. And I found that very useful. Um, and then when Jordan and I were talking about uh, Hive Night or the Hive, um, we, um, he asked me, it's like, it's like, does it have to necessarily be a monster? Could it be like a guy kind of wearing armor, right? And I had sort of pitched him, I had shown him like this art I was doing of this world I was sort of developing. And he was like, oh, this part's kind of cool. Can we do something in that? And it was just like the, the sort of back and forth like that is really helpful for me. Because um, one, it seems like someone else is actually interested. It uh, raises that up a bit for me. Yeah, that was um, a really um, cool way for this project to to come into existence, which I think you know is is very unusual in the world of comics. But uh, our comic Night of the Hive came together from Chris like having having mood boards and having world building and stuff. And I was just hanging out at his place, and he was he opened up. Uh, I don't know how you how you have it some some document that has all of your your world building and creature designs and inspiration images and stuff. And you're like, I really want to get writers to write in, in this, in this world or using some of the ideas that I really am passionate about or whatever. And you were flipping through all this stuff. And there was one page that was about the bees that was like bee, like night angel sort of people with swords and, and stuff. And I was like, I can do that. I can definitely do that one. <laughs> You know, which is uh, not exactly how comic projects normally would start, but it was just out of out of your world building mood boards, and uh, and then we just ran with it from there. I thought that was really interesting. Interesting that things kind of started in that kind of almost uh, accidental way. Like uh, we were, me and Chris were doing a bit of a different thing because we had this contest. We were, I didn't even remember if we entered the contest, but I remember like the uh, ostensible. <laughs> part of it was Lynn is like, Hey, there's this thing happening. You got to do this, this, and this, there's these rules you got to do in this time frame. I remember it was like very like what well, we had like four days or something to make the comic, something like that, yeah. or six days. I forget. But the point was, um, yeah, we, we kind of, I kind of was like, okay, the quickest thing for me is going to just get literally get a list of things he likes to draw or has already started drawing for no reason. And then also I remember just kind of harking back to what you were saying um because of the time constraint one of the things is just like we don't we can't really have you draw on a bunch of backgrounds that are super complicated so i was like well let's just set it in the ocean you know in yeah. the deep ocean where there's no light <laughs> you don't need dark. to see if our you know we don't need to see the background the background is just a bunch more nothing yeah and then when you had asked me it's like oh what kind of stuff do you like to draw and we haven't even like the contest had even started yet i think i had i was like oh this is a good opportunity for me to um 
like practice using 3D in comics. So before it even started, I just started building pieces of things is like 3D models. And then um, going from there, I just, uh, and when we were, sorry, when you gave me the script, I just started like assembling things. I was like, what about this character? What about that character? And it was just this weird, you know, collab- it was a cool collaboration. And I, I liked that. Yeah, you did. Uh, you showed Sorry, me Mike. some of that behind the scenes stuff that you did for Jonathan's, and it was like this assembly line process of uh, of building your characters based on like different things. I thought that was a a very interesting way to quickly make a comic. Right? It was it was a great idea. I think. Yeah, but, I made like, um, like I just like it was like okay, I need a torso, I need a head, I need arms, and I need the lower half of a body, and I just made like eight or. 10 of each part and then i just like mix matched them into like a matrix and i was like okay jonathan which one of these are okay characters to use and he was like well this one looks kind of like a main character this one could be like a side character and this could be we needed a dog as one of the requirements for the contest i think there was a line it's like what's wrong with that dog or something like that yeah, it was like line oh. dialogue we had to get in there yeah. The refrigerated dog, but of course we we're just we're all like weird biomech future yeah. things. We'll just call that thing a dog, you know. It kind of had like a an animalistic kind of face, more so. Mm-hmm. But I remember, uh, you know, it was interesting when you started showing that to me because I've only started, like, I only I'm the one of the of the of the f- three of us who has probably the least experience in comics. You know, my first comic is uh, the Eye Collector. I just kind of, you know, I, I I've done a lot of other writing. But when I started to move into comics, like I kind of through a series of events, accidentally, my first comic I ever wrote in my life is the one that you know was coming out with heavy metal, and uh, I got a you know thirteen twelve issues that I got to do now, you know, and so the way what I kind of was learning on the fly with a lot of it, and what I kind of learned a lot working with Gregory is just how differently artists kind of work and think, and how different their process can be. But one thing Gregory does that you also do. Um, is he'll just build assets. Like, he'll just build, like, oh, a cool-looking arm. He'll build, like, a here's some eyeballs. He'll, he'll, like, if he doesn't know what to draw, he'll just draw, like, you know, tentacles. And he'll just, you know, start... Because so much of his style is based on collage or reworking things, like... Yes. You know, and, and right now with the Eye Collector, where, um, like, as I'm talking here, we've... Heavy Metal has put out the first five issues. Uh, he just finished the art for issue six, which I got to kind of you know go over i you know for the first five issues i wrote a full script and he kind of basically followed it in a manner of speaking he did a lot of alteration of the script but he would like revise the script while drawing it and then i would have to go back and rewrite my script but i but we started with full script this kind of is that story for issue six uh we kind of just broke a story we did kind of marvel method and he drew all the pages and now i got to go and write the script but then, like as I'm doing that, he's, we, you know, he's working on seven to twelve. I'm still kind of have to sit down and do uh, a bit more of a script for him. But in the meantime, he's just drawing things. He knows he knows at one point there'll be this thing. He knows at one point there'll be this thing. He's just kind of creating assets and he'll manipulate them and change them to fit it later. So he's kind of almost drawing pages that haven't been written, but don't even have stories at this point. And I'm going to kind of like. It'll be end up being a combination of like me looking at what he has drawn, just like this would be a cool dream, you know, visual, and 
I'll kind of probably engineer how that would fit into my story or even maybe engineer a scene around it and so on. You know, like okay. one of the things we did it actually in one of the early issues was I had like this hole in my script where I knew there had to be a dream and it would take up about three pages pace wise. And I just let him do whatever he wanted <laughs> for that dream, you know? And so like, I kind of got almost like a weird crash course in working with somebody who has a very uh, surrealistic process, even though it's a very um, careful process. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's really telling a story visually. It still is like a very foreign way of writing, you know, compared to what I'm used to as a writer. Mm-hmm. So by the time I kind of started doing this thing with you, I was like, I didn't find it weird that like, oh yeah, he's got like a bunch of eyeballs and you know, there's all his tails. You know, I'll just pick pick t- this A, B, and C. Let's put them together and see what they look like. You know, it didn't seem weird to me. It was I think for a writer that's not used to kind of working in in comics or or, or working with a an artist that does a lot of drawing on the computer. Um, they might kind of not know how to handle that. Yeah, that process does sound really kind of similar to the to the process I had with Chris and continue to have with Chris, I think is, yeah, not the usual sort of process you would get in, in comics in terms of writing comics, but it's nice when you just like write to the visual that the artist already has. It's a real done. skill, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and it makes I, for a stronger comic. I think. I think it usually does. Like, the more I get into it, the more I find the strongest moments in the comics I do is when, like, I've got an idea and I've laid the idea out, but mm-hmm. the artist hasn't really done that idea. They've kind well, of done when, something like it. When the idea serves the visual, I think, instead of mm-hmm. the opposite way. Yeah, or when that kind of you almost get like the artist has an idea and you've got an idea and you actually get a third thing, you know, sort of when they come together. Yeah. But it's more of a visual, of course, in the end, because it's comics, Mm -hmm. whatever people want to say. And, you know, as important as I think writing is in comics, you know. uh, Yeah. I was just joking around with Chris like a couple of minutes ago where he was, you know, I was asking him if you read this thing. He said, well, I, I looked at the pictures and I was like, that's, (laughs) that's what reading it is. (laughs) You don't need to look at the words of a comic. Well, it's interesting because, uh, like I say, I'm you know doing this thing with uh, Kamichik. So, so me and Kamichik have a comic uh, that we did that's in um, uh, in Dead Work, a comic called Short. I you wanted to do called She Wolf that I uh, you know hired Gregory to to do. Um, but we've also got this co-created comic series, The Eye Collector. Uh, this you know none of which is in Dead Work, but uh, we've kind of you know been doing this all this stuff at the same time. And uh, what I always find interesting with Gregory is there'll be like a moment in this where he'll just move away from the script completely and just start doing different things. But the spirit is the same. He'll even like call me up and be like, okay, like what parts of this idea are sacrosanct and like have to be preserved and what parts can I screw around with? And I find like really, I feel like... um, it's not that the artist always has to really depart from the script or anything, but I feel like it almost works best when they kind of have the leeway to do that, you know, and you're, and as a writer, you're not being overly controlling, Oh yeah, but you know, 100%. you have your things you'll yeah. die on, maybe your hills you'll die on, but 
Well, yeah, there's some things that have to be there for the story to work or for the theme to click or, or you just know, whatever, whatever you have behind the scenes that maybe the artist didn't think of or isn't aware of that you had in your mind. Sometimes Jordan, there is that stuff, yeah. When you were working on Hellcraft, Jordan, uh, did, did you design those different stories in advance to work together or were you kind of building one and then the other and then the other? Oh no, they all, yeah, one or the other, one, one to the next. I, they did not, I did not write the whole, uh, hundred page as a hundred page. Okay. I wrote, uh, yeah. The first 20, we did that, put it out, then the next one, so on and so forth. Actually between issues three and four at three ends on like this big cliffhanger, uh, there was a huge gap. I stopped writing comics for, I don't know, like five years or something. Mm-hmm. I was just done because it wasn't economically feasible. I had to keep paying my artist and I didn't sell any of them, right? Because I, they weren't in a collected edition. I, I wasn't tabling. I, I had a few floppies, but you know, nobody buys floppies. Floppy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had stopped, and then a bunch of friends like were begging me for the ending of the story. Like, what what the hell happens next after issue three? Because because it ends in such a a sudden uh, and surprising way. Um, so yeah, they were very much not written, you know. All, all in mind at the same time. It was just, it was me taking um, one of Lovecraft's short stories and saying, How, what can I do that's interesting to this? Like issue two is based on Nyarlathotep, his original short story, mm-hmm. which is before he's even like a sort of outer god figure in the mythos where he's just like this weird, like Nikola Tesla type guy, like hypnotizing people in a, in a crowd kind of deal. And I was like, what, what, what can I do that's interesting with that? And then it was basically having the main character fall asleep and miss the entire hypnotism performance or whatever and coming to the show right afterwards. So each of each of the Hellcraft shorts was just me twisting one of Lovecraft's shorts, but not um, not with the next issue in mind. So where did you go? How did you get from, um, you know, doing this very dark, strange Lovecraft inspired stuff to... Um... I mean, the line from that to Death Kanji is very clear. Death Kanji is the samurai yeah. story, but it's also a very Lovecraftian samurai story, right? Well, it is it's... so much more, I think, than Hellcraft. I think that's how Death Kanji mm-hmm. happened, was me looking back at, Hel- at Hellcraft and being like, all right, well, I used, I used all the motifs. I used all the visual signifiers of Lovecraft, but I didn't use any of his themes. It's not Lovecraftian in a deep, meaningful sort of way. Um, so then Death Kanji was the reverse of that. How do I tell a very Lovecraftian story, but without leaning on Lovecraftian motifs. Yeah. I was but sorry, you, you were asking something else. Where, how did I get from well, that to... Well, my question is, like, the line between those two are very easy to see, but I don't know if the dead work uh, inclusions of yours have any real obvious connection. Hmm. So where'd you kind of... Um, how'd you kind of get into doing those kind of funnier punchy joke ones that you started doing uh you know you already talked about how you came up with a thing that you did with chris but those other ones that you had done earlier where that kind of impulse that you wanted to do these little shorts that have kind of a punchy um kind of jokey structure Mm -hmm. come from those came from seeing one of them done basically by a different uh different writer and different artist where i was just browsing um you know, deviant art, and I saw this one-page comic that basically was that structure. You know, a, a lot of panels on one page. I think it was like it's more than mine. Mine, I think, cap out at maybe twelve. The one I read was maybe like fifteen. 
panel page or something. Um, that was the same. It was just this epic fantasy building up this this great adventure, fantastical thing, and then it ends with like I don't remember what it was, but the the hero like getting a a beer or something was like the 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 punchline at the end, and I loved it. I love the tone. I love the atmosphere of 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 building up this like epic fantasy thing, and then ending with like a really stupid joke, a really stupid pun, or whatever it may be. Um, so that was that. I just saw one and was like, I could I could do that. It was after I had done Hellcraft, and I was like, I could write this too. Like I've written longer, darker stuff, but I could totally write a one page. Like I I loved the one that I that I read. It was such a huge inspiration. So then I just turned out like five of them in like a month or something was just the fact that you could finish something like relatively quick like that a, a draw to you um probably not that because uh the artist that i've did hellcraft and death kanji with greg Waronchak is super quick he is he is mad fast so i, I don't mm-hmm. think really like finishing a project super quickly would have been on my mind because that's kind of how i had already been working interesting yeah, I find um, uh, as far as I've had any experience with it, comics just is, seems so slow to me compared to what I'm used to. You know, yeah. uh, it's faster than film, but it's well, it depends so... on depends on the team, right? Yeah, well, I mean, me and Chris did something pretty quick. Gregory's pretty fast when he um, is right in the flow of it. Yeah. Um, well, you just said you did Hadol in four days, right? I want to say Great. that's three yeah. days that's that's yeah. fast yeah well we <laughs> i love how chris the artist turns and he's like nope, i think three, three not four <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. might have had another day yeah. or something on top of that because i was done but before chris started kind of thing hmm. yeah because i think of the way it worked it was like the contest started and then jonathan you, you and i we had like a, a discord chat that night or a zoom call or something and it was like okay this is our requirements blah 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 and he's like and you said, I'll get you the script Thursday or something or Friday. And it's like, and then I got it Friday morning and I drew Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I think I did a little bit of editing on like certain panels, like just for like color correction and like, oh, I don't really, this doesn't read properly in terms of like what the character's face is supposed to be um, and stuff like that. But it was like it three days and change. And then it was it Lyndon messaged me. He's like, "Hey, if you can draw this fast, we should get more books done quicker." And I was like, <laughs> "Don't, don't, don't say these things." Yeah, I remember it was something along. I think if you add it all up, it was something like six or seven days. But it was something like I did like two days. I basically like thought about it for a day and then drew it, wrote it the next day or something. And Chris drew it in three and a half days. And then Lyndon yeah. lettered it as it was kind of coming in. Yes. So I forget what it was. Whatever the contest rules was, it was something like that, though. I want yeah, to say we, like six, seven days total. But it really was like three days because he did most of the work, right? Chris yeah. did most of the work. The artist well, does most of the work. <laughs> let's, as writers, wanna, let's be honest about that. I don't like thinking about it like the artist does most of the work. It's just the art takes potentially longer. But right? I'm just saying the work, if you just define work as labor, like it just is it, it's guess more fair. hours to do it. Like when I say I wrote it, it took a day. It's like I thought about it for two days and I wrote it in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So how much of that is work? Yeah. Like <laughs> you know like I mean? Beth Kanji. Yeah. I think I wrote that for a year before I wrote it in a week or whatever, right? Yeah. Like it, writing process, it's 
it's not that it's not hard or difficult or whatever, but if you just clock the hours, it's less time than drawing it. Oh, by a, by a mile. By a mile. Like if you clock the hours, you know, because yeah. I can go for a walk and be, it's in the back of my mind. But when I sit down and I'm writing it, like by the time I'm actually doing that, it's pretty quick. Yeah, you know, I can it should a thousand... be. You, you hope so, right? Yeah, if it's you hope not, so. there's a problem. Yeah, you hope so. But um, like I say, I do a lot more planning than I do actually. Like, like if I got it planned right, I can hammer it out real fast. Like for the eye collector stuff, like I got the art from Gregory for issue six. Like I say, like I, me and him sat down in like a couple hours. We kind of hammered out what the story was going to be. He kind of uh, storyboarded it a little bit as we were talking, you know. So that's like a couple hours. And then, you know, he takes it away, you know, it comes back with all the finished art. Um, you know, that took him who knows how long, probably a month uh, when all is said and done, you know, maybe a little less. It's like 22 pages, right? So I don't know how long it takes. Gregory, I'm going to guess, like most artists are like page a day, right? So he sometimes is faster than that. Uh, sometimes, but, you know, again, he's, I don't know exactly how he would clock it, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. estimated page a day is usually safe for art. And then I'm, you know, it's in, I'm just been, I look at it, I look at it again, I think about it, I think about it again, I turn it over my head. Uh, one of these days I'll sit down and I'll, I'll knock it out in two hours. But, you know, it's, I'm still kind of doing it, but yeah, you know how it is, Jordan. Like, it's, it's not that you're not, like, it doesn't take that long once it's kind of formulated. Yeah, but it takes sometimes a long time to get formulated. Yeah, and you can speed that up if you want to force it. But it's, if you don't have to force it, it's usually better. Like, I'll do other writing. I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not a believer personally in... Um, you know, writing when it's, I'm ready or anything. Like, I'll write every day. It's yep. just, I may not write this thing every day. You know, I write this thing when it's time to do it, and I'll kind of just think about it before then. Well, yeah, that's because you make money writing, right? Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. I got to write every day, but like... You, you got to write. That's that's a livelihood. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if I, I had I to definitely tomorrow, don't write every day. Not even, not even close. Chris can attest to that because I think he's kind of waiting on me for the next thing. <laughs> are you guys doing really... another project? Yeah, we are. Um, we're, I don't know if we're talking about that in depth at this point. Uh, I'm not necessarily waiting. I got too much, uh, too much stuff in terms of like my own small projects kicking around in the back of my head. So it's like, I mean, the minute someone like Jordan brings me something, I'll be like, oh, this is more important than just like me drawing, <laughs> like. Pre-Cambrian fossilized creatures. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're going to you're going gonna to drop it all as soon as I give you the script, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, probably. Well, not drop it, but like it'll go on the back burner, right? Like I've got like mm-hmm. I got a ton of like small projects that like um, sort of keep my attention in like the art realm. Yeah, and, yeah. Like until, art like, challenges like, that you've taken up doing. Yeah, a tr- or at least trying to, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, well, I'm loving your work on the art challenges. The creature January was, Thank you. I loved it. I wish you did more. You could bind it as a book and sell that alone. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I would buy a book, Chris Smith Monsters. I don't know about everybody else, but it's that, a niche market. My taste, yeah. <laughs> well, let's kind of um, just dive back to data work for a minute, just in terms of kind of wrapping it up a little bit here. 
Um, so again, people are listening here. You're likely listening, uh, you know, around the time this episode comes out when the Dead Work anthology is currently being kickstarted. So if you go again to deadwork.ca, uh, you can go check it out. As we're talking here, it's the night that we launched. So we just launched it. Ooh, uh, launch day. About, yeah, so we launched it uh, uh, eight or ten hours ago when I'm talking right now to you. Um, it's uh, already got 41 backers, and we've hit you know 14% of that goal. So it, it seems to be on a good track. Uh, but of course, you know we really you know want you to get down to. Uh, deadwork.ca and check it out you know support it if uh, it's you know if it looks cool to you or pass it along to somebody who you think it might look cool to uh, if you're in the far future that deadwork.ca will still take you uh, to where you can find out about the deadwork project if it's not current if it's if the kickstarter is done it'll tell you where you can yeah. get the book uh, which ends i think on march world. march 4th i think is the last day of kickstarter yeah, exactly. So it's February so second. March fourth. It's over, <laughs> but you can still get the book. Yeah, you can still go to deadwork.ca and check out, you know, uh, whatever there is to check out about dead work. Uh, but you know, please, if it is, you know, before March fourth, twenty twenty two, go check out deadwork.ca and uh, see about kickstarting this book. Um, it's got a lot of great stuff that I'm proud of. Uh, that you know, Chris is proud of, and Jordan's you know proud of here. That we're happy to kind of bring to you and uh it seems to have had a pretty good little first uh half a day here so we're pretty optimistic uh the, i mean the project's done we just are asking really for print costs but you know everything's completed so yeah. we don't have a lot of uh risks associated with this particular project other than you know if you all hate it and don't want to fund it <laughs> that, that would be that, that would be, be the one big risk. risk yeah but uh i don't you know, think we're we're in fear of that no, I, it's, I'm pretty pleased with how it's been launching. But yeah. uh, still, you know, we really would like you to check it out. Uh, just tell your friends. Uh, go to deadwork.ca. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, Chris and Jordan, about uh, this or just comics writing, working in general? Chris? Um, I just feel like if you're making comics, just... I mean, people always say this. Just do what you want to do, right? Like, um, in indie comics, they're so, like... You're you're not making like Captain America, right? You're not. You you might try and market it towards like a broader audience, but like, and, and please don't try. Yeah, to make, yeah, like, make another Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah. Um, but like, just be genuine. Find the the voice that you want to speak through in your creative expression. Um, and I think comics are a really great medium for that because. It's a really like low barrier to entry in terms of like getting started, right? You're not like you don't have to download specific software. You don't have to go necessarily like take a class or anything. You can just go and do it, right? Just you can draw it on paper and just whatever. Take photos of it. Everyone's got a great camera on their phone now. But yeah, yeah, I totally second that. Just make. Make a weird comic. Make the th comic that only you can make. And write it the wrong way. Yeah.